Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. It's all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to Annuity360, your free book. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. And it looks like everything is finalized now. And Chris Sale is definitely a brave. He was a brave before, but because of the restructuring, let's break this down, Lindsay. Because no, wait, hang on, it, hang on. He's now a uh, he's now truly at heart a member of the Braves because he's given one percent to the Atlanta Braves Foundation. That's, oh, that's right. why. That's why he's truly a member of the Atlanta Braves now. That's right. And for some reason, I guess I'd forgotten about that little nugget. And you had it in your story that uh, a lot of a lot of players do do that. And so I think that's very cool that they that they do that. and They're able to use that money uh, to, to better uh, the foundation and to, and to and to help others. But uh, let's talk numbers a little bit and what this is, because there are a lot of people that may be confused going, OK, now, wait a second. We got 17 million from Boston. Does that just go away? Do we put that towards the money? Does it what happening? There was okay. uh, there's a deferral that was in place, but now it's not. So walk us through this thing. Okay, so the existing contract that we inherited was for 2024. Chris Sale's salary was twenty seven point five million dollars. Uh, Boston was paying seventeen million of that, so that leaves ten and a half million for Atlanta. Ten million of that remaining ten and a half was deferred. 15 years until 2039 and by the rules of the CBA, which not a joke I have on my computer open right now, <laughs> I, I, I'm just built different, I guess. Uh, Atlanta had to fund that $10 million by July 1st of 2026. Okay. okay. Uh, and then there was a $20 million option for 2025 that would automatically trigger under certain conditions, right? Like it was a club option, but if Sale did certain things, namely finish in the top 10 in Cy Young voting and not be on the injured list on the final day of the season, the, it would automatically pick up. Yep. Things are a lot simpler now because Alex Anthopoulos likes to, be, likes to do these things easily. So mm -hmm. Chris Sale is making $16 million this year and he's making $22 million next year. Now, because Boston gave us $17 million, Everybody's saying, hey, Atlanta's making a million dollars, but they're actually not. Chris Sale had what's called a trade assignment bonus in his deal. If you get traded, your new team has to pay you this money. It, okay. So he got a million dollars. So we are paying zero dollars in 2024 for Chris Sale because mm. we owed him, because uh, the salary he is now owed is 16 million plus that $1 million bonus. Boston's given us 17 million. Okay. Next year, he is owed $22 million. Mm -hmm. No deferrals, no options, just $22 million, done. That's it. Uh, what I like about this is you get rid of all of the deferrals and all of that dumb stuff. Yes. You get like, you don't have a, a vesting option that'll automatically pick up if certain things happen. Atlanta just has a decision to make uh, for 2026. Do they want to pick up that option or not? There's no buyout, so they don't pay anything if they decide not to keep him. But it simplifies the money you're actually paying and gets rid of the deferral. Uh, it gives you one more year of cost certainty. Mm -hmm. And a lesser but also important point is it lowers how much Atlanta's being charged in the, in the CBT, in the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. Because they were going to be charged $27.5 and now they get charged less because it's based off his average salary. His average salary is now like 19. So yeah. 
in a lot of different ways, it works out well for everybody, right? It works out for Atlanta because they get more control of him and no money spent this year. It works out for him because now he gets extra guaranteed money that he wasn't getting before. He was only guaranteed uh, the the six the the twenty seven with the deferrals and all of that, and now he's guaranteed thirty eight over two years. So he mm-hmm. gets more money. We get more control, more certainty, no deferrals, and hopefully the team now has another frontline starting option next season if Max Freed and Charlie Morton are both gone. There's that, number, Sorry. <laughs> there's that number again too though at 22 million everybody keeps 22 million. talking about it i mean that's yep. that seems to be the watermark with alex Anthopoulos. yeah and it's important to know that both for freddie freeman and for aaron nola the reported offers did go over 22 million right. but it Correct. is true that nobody on this roster right now and in any year will make over 22 million dollars and it, I understand. I don't think that's a hard and fast rule because, again, the the, Aaron, uh, the NOLA contract, the Freeman contract, Josh Donaldson did get a one-year $23 million deal. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's gone more than that. But it makes sense that it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do as far as this is what we're comfortable giving you because this is what everybody else is making and we don't, and don't want to blow that money out of the water. That makes sense to me. And of course, they made it official today because they ended up uh, having a presser. You sat in on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he say anything that, you know, it sounds like he's he's happy to be a Brave, honestly, just from the clips that I've seen thus far. Yeah, and it's one of those things like we talk about. He grew up in Lakeland, Florida, which is, I believe, the Tigers do spring training there, but it's about an hour, hour and a half out mm-hmm. of uh, where the Braves have spring training in Northport. So he grew up a member of like watching the Braves. He wasn't a Braves fan. He was more of just a general baseball fan. Mm-hmm. But his first autograph he ever got was a Chipper Jones autograph. Chipper Jones came to a camp he was part of at like age 12 or something. He got a signed ball and a photo and all that. So he's very excited, he said, to join a ta- like the organization with the talent they have, the history that they have. The quote I, th- that stood out to me was he said, this A, pointed to his hat, this A stands for something. And so... It's a guy that understands, it feels like the way Atlanta likes to do business, likes to handle things as professionals, the standard with which they hold themselves. And he was actually in Northport for the press conference because he had driven in, I had assumed to probably sign the the, the contract. And then he threw a bullpen. Like yeah. he he got to work. He was, he was already working, already throwing, already meeting people and, and doing stuff to get ready for spring training in six weeks. And so... Uh, he, he very excited. He said to join the rotation, join the team, and to show that despite what it looked like the last couple of years, that he still has it. He's still an effective uh, pitcher, and he, you know, like this is the first time he said he's been healthy in the off season in years, mm. and so he's been really enjoying being healthy and being able to long toss and throw bullpens and not have to rehab stuff and worry about pain. And he's very hopeful that. Uh, the work that he's done, the shoulder work and things like that will keep him healthy through the season. And I followed you throughout uh, Twitter. You've been giving updates as well um, of what's going on. And you just mentioned it just a little bit ago. That was one of the things that was promising for me is to hear that he's already doing long toss and he's trying to strengthen his shoulder and trying to get in pitching shape because it sounds like I told you that I would be ecstatic if we got 10 wins out of him. Like, mm-hmm. again, I'll say it again. I think that proves Rosenthal wrong if they get 10 wins, out, especially now that he's, Two years, yeah. 
he's flipping free next year because the Red Sox are paying his salary yeah. for us. He's free in 24. He costs <laughs> the Atlanta Braves zero in cash in 24. So it's one of those deals where it's like, you get 10 wins out of a guy that costs you nothing. I'm, I'll take that all day long. And uh, matter of fact, let's go work some more of those deals by the trade deadline in the middle of the season and see if we can get somebody else like that. So, um, but it was good to see you, you tweeted that out and, and he is getting to work. So it does sound like his health, because you and I mentioned it. We'll recap because some people were asking because I guess they didn't they didn't read the whole synopsis of what you put up. He's had freak injuries, man. That they've not been it's not been elbow surgery. It's not been, you know, knee surgery from him land landing awkwardly or yeah. blisters on his finger <laughs> that, <laughs> that I'll talk about here shortly. Yeah, yeah. Other than the Tommy John surgery, it hasn't been things that were his fault. And that's right. kind of the way that I've explained. Like, it's not deficiencies in the way that he pitches, right? He broke some fingers when they got hit by a comebacker. I mean, for, I, I, Orlando Arcia broke his wrist but by getting hit by a pitch. Was that his fault? I'd right. argue no. Same thing here. He, uh, he he fell off a bicycle one time and like, you know, and, no. and I think he was like a rib injury. I mean, it, a lot of it's been really random kind of fluky injuries. The uh, the stress reaction in the shoulder, it's a very uncommon injury for a baseball player to have, and they couldn't link it to any specific thing that he did. It right. was just a fluke thing that could happen to any of us. Auburn University had one of their pitchers, exact same issue. Yes. He, pitched, he pitched one game, like three innings, didn't pitch the rest of the year because they, could they couldn't figure out what happened. He just woke up sore one day. So um, it's... None of the issues have been because of the way he pitches or because of things that he's been doing. They've been fluky things. And he said he's been healthy enough. He's been throwing bullpens since November. Like he took off a couple weeks after the season, you know, didn't pick up a ball. He was resting. And then he's been long tossing, doing shoulder exercises and workouts to strengthen it and throwing bullpens since November. So he's healthier than he's been for years this offseason. And I think that bodes well towards Atlanta's chances of keeping him on the field in 24. We got to thank Ford at Active Wealth. Go to annuity360.net, grab your free book and talk to Ford as well. You can get your own nationwide Peak 10 illustration. Also, learn how you can get 20% immediate income and account bonuses, 8% annual interest growth as well. Go to activewealth.com, learn how you can work with Ford and his Active Wealth team. You'll be glad you did. You can give them a call 770-685-1777. That's 770-685-1777. Lindsay, I want to hit you with something before we get out of here is okay. we keep doing nothing but propping up this Braves team and promoting this Braves team and talking about what the lineup's going to do. Now there could possibly be a six-man rotation that takes place, which I don't foresee. That may happen a couple of weeks out of the year. I don't foresee that happening every single week, although there have been fans that have wanted it. However, let's go down the dark end and the dark trail of things. What is something that you absolutely – so it scares you about this lineup or you do not like about this lineup? Uh, your depth specifically in the outfield. Right now you have Ronald Acuna Jr., you have Michael Harris, you have Jared Kelnick. All three guys project to play every day. That's great. Somebody gets hurt. Right now your primary outfield backup is Forrest Wall, who has a grand total of 13 at-bats in the major leagues. He has... Mm -hmm had more opportunities to steal bases as a designated pinch runner than he has had chances to bat. And it's just, it's not sustainable to expect him to play every day were you to lose somebody. So uh, our own Jake Mastriani, he wrote a great piece about 
uh, bench options for a for an outfielder. Uh, so go read it. It's a couple interesting things. Kevin Pillar, I think, is always an option to think and bring mm-hmm. him back. They know him already. He mentioned Whit Merrifield in the piece, which would be really interesting because he could probably back up second and third base for you as well as outfield. So mm-hmm. really interesting options there. Go check that out. But you got to find a, a better, a, a tenured, experienced outfielder. I just said just a minute ago how much I love this rotation. Mm-hmm. This is also going to be the problem with the Braves this year, in my opinion, and what scares me. Because of what I just said when I was asking you, how is Chris Sales' health? How is his shoulder? How how are his broken fingers from yeah. years ago? Has he got arthritis now? Is he going to have trouble throwing a sinker or something? So, uh, but it's it's not just that. It's it's the blisters on the fingers. It's the it's the age of Charlie Morton, who's forty years old, and Father mm-hmm. Time is undefeated. So it's the unknown of Bryce Elder. What what are we going to get out of it? Do we get First half, Bryce Elder. Second half still wasn't bad. He still had a winning record in the second half. His ERA just jumped a little bit, so it probably could have been a little bit better. So that's probably my – I would, and my solution is I still would like to find maybe another right-handed pitcher of some sort, middle reliever, middle to late reliever. I mean, closing situations taken care of. It sounds like starting situations taken care of. But if we can just give Sale – Five innings, freed five innings. Five know. and dive, baby. Five exactly. and dive. Exactly. And then turn it over to the pin from there. So that would be – my problem is the pitching. My solution is more pitching. So uh, that <laughs> – it makes it very easy uh, to do. And, I mean, did he address that at all during the during the press conference with, with, uh, with rotation and six-man rotation or anything of that nature? So Sale didn't say anything about it other than he expects to, you know, to start however much they need him to start. Anthopolis mentioned last weekend after the trade was done that uh, Atlanta's going to do whatever that they that they can do and need to do to keep him healthy. Didn't go into a lot of specifics. I wrote up, if you do a six-man rotation, here's what it might look like. I do think because you have a couple different guys that could take multiple innings for you, whether it's Renato Lopez, uh, you know, guys like that, you could make a six-man rotation work. It, but you're probably more likely to just pop in and, and, you know, skip a day here, skip a day there, give a, you know, skip a start here and there to kind of give some guys some breaks, I think, versus a standard six-man rotation, simply because of the uh, the extra strain that puts on the rest of your pen. But either way, you've got guys who could go multiple innings in the bullpen. You could figure it out if you needed to. Just, hey, five and dive, we'll send this guy out there for two innings, and then we'll use two relievers and we're good. See, it's that simple. If it if it only can't because it wasn't that simple at the end of the year, <laughs> which is which is my worry. So he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Go to annuity360.net for your free book. Ford will provide that for you. Also, Lindsey's got a ton of stuff that's going to be going up on Braves today, especially now that it seems like everything seems to be solidified. Pitchers and catchers will be reporting soon. It sounds like they're already working, which that's an annual year long thing anyway. So, uh, Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, buddy.